Welcome to 321 iRelaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of iRelaunch, and your host. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners who are actively relaunching to make sure to register and upload your resume to our iRelaunch job board. Employers looking to hire relaunchers regularly peruse our job board for candidates for their career reentry jobs and programs. Today, we welcome Amanda Drake Leo, who is now Senior Director Data Analytics for ADP. She took a 14 year career break before relaunching as part of MetLife's Act Two program in 2014, which she connected with through having attended an iRelaunch Return to Work conference. And she told me she actually attended two prior iRelaunch Return to Work conferences. Amanda got in touch with us last year because she was interested in hiring a relauncher to work for her. And this was part of the original vision that Vivian Steer-Raven and I had when we wrote back on the career track back in 2007 about what the future would look like. We're going to talk about Amanda's relaunch connections she made during her returnship that were critical later in her career advancement, her interest in hiring relaunchers, and her thoughts on having relaunchers report to her. Today's episode is part of our Relaunchers Hiring Other Relaunchers mini-series. Amanda, welcome to 321 iRelaunch. Thank you so much for having me. I feel I feel kind of like a fangirl because I remember seeing you at the conference speaking so confidently, and I want it to be like you. So thank you for having me. Oh, it's so wonderful. And and here you are. I know. Being a role model for other people. And we'll talk (laughs) about that. But um, I love seeing that come full circle. And I'm so glad that you mentioned it. And I'm very happy that 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 uh, that's what happened. So Amanda, can we start out with a conversation about your background and telling our audience a little bit about what you did prior to your career break and then what prompted you to step away from the workforce? Yep, this is an easy story. I got my MBA at NYU Stern and I felt very confident, launched my career at American Express and I was there for about nine years. I moved up from being an assistant manager straight out of business school up to be about a director with a staff of four or five people. I won Chairman's Award for Quality two years in a row. And basically, my work was focused on re-engineering, which is kind of continuous process improvement. It's very tied in with working with strategy and external consultants. So highfalutin analytics, and that's what I did. Felt very confident in my career, confident in what I was doing and the trajectory. But at the same time, I had a growing family, and I was... um, By 2000, I had three kids under the age of seven. And as much as I tried to find a balance between work and family, they both needed more. Great kids, but my my son started asking the nanny about God. Mm. So that gives you pause. (laughs) And at work, I had a long commute. I was commuting into New York City. There was no work from home. I also had work travel where I'd be away from home in Arizona for a, a week every month for a year, year and a half. So it was very difficult to figure out how to balance everything. And I, I finally kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I need to take a step back. But before I did that, I tried to do a job share. I tried to move to part time. And what was difficult at that time, although I felt accomplished and an important resource for the company. 
those moves made me sidelined, sidelined for important projects. People looked at me differently. You don't get an MBA and then step away from the workforce or take a step back and take a part-time role or a job share role. So I felt like I was being put in a corner and it wasn't right. Um, so at that point, I felt, you know, what I need to do right now is go back 100% given to my family. I can go back to work at any time. I'll find another situation later on. But for the time being, you know, I have to make this choice and leave. So that's what I did. Um, it wasn't easy, but I felt like I exhausted all my opportunities to try to work with corporate America at that time. Um, but I just decided that, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to be full force, 100% on my family. I'm going to be that troop leader. I'm going to be the room mom. Um, I'm going to start a garden. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and I was going to do all the things, all yeah. the things that I didn't have time to. The problem was, is that really wasn't me. And when I mm. left the workforce and I took the, you know, the, those metal nameplates that you have on a yeah. cube or an office, yeah. I had that metal nameplate, Amanda Drake Leo, and I put it on the refrigerator. And that was my identity. Like mm -hmm. that was who I was. I was not a room mom. Mm -hmm. I, nothing, nothing against room moms, but, you know, I was someone who needed that kind of like drive and intellectual curiosity about things. And I didn't find that in leading a Brownie troop. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> Amanda, thank you. And thank you for speaking about this transition and your time on career break. So frankly, uh, all of us re react differently to different uh, situations and contexts and being on career break or not being on career break. And so um, it, it's not everyone talks frankly about it. And I appreciate that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about, uh, you, you know, you're on career break for a long time, for 14 years. Um, was there a moment where you decided that it was time or was it kind of building up over time? And then what ultimately precipitated your relaunch into decision that now's the time for me to actively start looking again? Yeah, it wasn't one thing, um, but over that time, I would say about seven years of being home happened in a, a blink of an eye. All of a sudden, you know, it was seven years later and I'm thinking, well, wow, that, that went by fast. I should get, be getting back to work. And so, you know, I started to look around, but I was casual and I was haphazard and I really didn't have the possibility of being successful because I assumed I have an MBA from a very good school and that gives me a credential that you can't take away. True. Mm -hmm. um, but I also had work experience and I thought you couldn't take that away. But then I'm trying to apply for jobs that needed less experience and, and less skill. And I wasn't even getting an interview. So I probably spent about seven years before I relaunched trying to relaunch, but trying in such a kind of bad way. You know, mm -hmm. I knew what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go back to the city. I didn't want the one hour commute each way. So I was looking at companies that were local that needed someone with about the same amount of years of experience. And I thought I'd get interviews and I can count on one hand how many interviews I got and even fewer, how many actual like in-person interviews I got after a phone screen. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was for some sort of like 
hourly quote unquote marketing manager, which was like, you know, not a real job. So mm-hmm. I was very disappointed, but I, I sort of didn't put my heart and soul into it. I thought for sure everything that was on my resume would speak for itself and doors would open. And I was kind of, you know, surprised and didn't realize that I was putting forward so many red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it, it just got to the point where I gave up and was thinking, well, maybe I'll just go get a job at, you know, Kohl's because my friend could get a job there. And even that would be a little bit of money mm-hmm. because by that time I'm starting to think about college and I right. have four kids now and I have uh, four kids that need to go to college and they, you know, when you start to think about that, you start to say, well, why did you ever leave the workforce to begin with? Um, right. But really, when I found Relaunch, it was like the beginning of having hope that I could get back to work because I had lost a lot of hope over those seven years of really searching and not mm-hmm. getting any doors open, even a crack. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it could be very difficult and very demoralizing uh, yeah. when, especially as the the length of time goes on and and you're not getting the results that you want to get. So um, what happened at the iRelaunch conferences? What happened when you got to be part of the Act 2 program at MetLife? Um, First of all, how did you end up getting that job? Did you do any kind of skills updating or did you change something about the way you were looking um, once you went to the conference or was it purely meeting people from MetLife there? What do you think um, uh, sparked the actual success? Well, first, the conference gave me um, a whole room full of people who had credentials like mine or better. You know, there were scientists and lawyers and um, people who had been in uh, management in financial firms. And I didn't feel alone. And that was the first thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't the only one because if you keep yourself isolated and, and sitting applying to jobs mindlessly at home, you start to think that you're the only one facing this kind of problem. But I found that there was a lot of people there that I could be, you know, looking at it on the podium as role models. You were able to relaunch yourself. Why can't I? She could do it. Um, mm-hmm. So it really gave me the confidence to even just try but then I think there was something in the book. I could be wrong, but there was a book where, yes, there, it, was there, like, where it was a book. I'll just interject. It's called Back on the Career Track. That was the book that Vivian and I right. wrote, um, Vivian Steer-Rabin and I wrote uh, that came out in 2007 and that was given out at the conference at the time. Right. And I think I had gotten it before the conference. So now I mm. had two copies, uh-huh. but <laughs> <laughs> I've since then passed it along to others, but it was like, there was something in there about focusing on what it is that you are strong at and what it is that you want. And it's almost like um, they used to have a book, what colors your parachute, Mm -hmm. you know? So I did do some soul searching to try to figure out where are my strengths? Where's my superpower? Where's the, the thing that I can put forward as the reason why you should hire me, you know, Mm -hmm. what am I good at? And when I started to focus in on, on that, um, I also became aware through the conference of these companies that had these programs where having a job gap wasn't a red flag. So when I saw that um, MetLife, one, close to my home, not too far away, two, had roles that were looking for those skills that I was looking for, I applied. 
Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to really get a good match, a good, um, a good vibe with the group that I interviewed and ultimately landed the position with. Um, and I hadn't think thought of myself as an ana- analytics person before. I thought I was a problem solver, a project manager, but I didn't think of myself in analytics so much, but it, now it's a perfect fit. Um, but when I started that job, it really was the opening of the entire career path that I've had since then. I've had for the last eight years has been because of that role that really he saw in me what I didn't see. And that job put it all together. Wow. What kind, What job was it and how is it related to analytics now? So the job at that particular job and my current job is... Uh, it's an interesting role where you're almost like a private investigator. You're a detective. There's an operational issue or there's a, um, an outcome that the business doesn't understand. How did we get here? Why did that happen? The data tells the story, mm-hmm. but you have to translate that story to help the business understand how to fix it. So I'm not a data scientist, but I worked with data scientists there. They've become, you know, some of my best friends. So they can go beyond what I can do in Excel or pivot tables and they can go on and build models. Mm-hmm. But I'm really good at taking what it is that they do and then translating it to the business so they can understand what to move forward. What should I change? How should I proceed? So we're, we're almost like a, a team. That group at MetLife did that work. And the group that I'm in right now does the same. So we take kind of problems and find solutions. Interesting. So when you um, first started that role, you didn't have any like specific skill set in analytics or coursework or anything. You you ended up learning that on the job. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, I mean, everyone works with data. Everyone does Excel. Um, but I was, you know, it wasn't exactly what I did at American Express, but it's the projects at American Express that I excelled at used those same skills. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk to us a little bit now that you are in a position where you've moved up over time, uh, you're hiring people to work for you, and you're starting to look broadly at, at including relaunchers uh, in that pool. And I wanted to know um, how long it took you to, to think about that and what that process has been like uh, on the interview side. Yeah, so. As a relauncher myself, I came in wanting to prove my value. That was like day one. I was nervous and felt like fish out of water, had to come up to speed on a lot of things. But the one thing that I had was drive. And -hmm. I think all relaunchers have drive because they felt that they're just wanting to get that one opportunity to show what they're worth. So I think when you are hiring and managing people, finding someone who has the skills to do the job, definitely you're looking for that. But what you really hire is drive. You hire personality and drive. Somebody who Mm -hmm. wants to do the job and doesn't have the skills will go get those skills. So that's why I think hiring a relauncher is a wise move. You get someone who wants to do more than the job itself. They want to go above and beyond on everything that they do. So does that mean when you're um, interviewing relaunchers that 
you would interview them differently than you would interview people who didn't take a career break or look at at their potential in a different way? Or how do you sort that out in your mind? No, when it gets, when a relauncher gets to the interview, they're on the same footing to me as everyone else. But what they bring is a special spark. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'd interview someone and they're not prepared for the interview or they don't know what your job is about. They didn't really read the job description. They just applied. There's a lot of like careless applying and interviewing that goes on. But relaunchers are very focused on just making sure that this is a good move and making sure that they're putting their best foot forward. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're more prepared to prove to you why you should hire them. I mean, that's what I found at least. Yeah. And I, I think that's absolutely true. We've lived more life. We are more self-aware. We have spent time uh, thoughtfully considering where we can add the most value. And as you were saying, what is my superpower? So I, I it's, great to hear you from your own experience and and, uh, relaunching and also now carrying that through to when you're starting to interview relaunchers to work for you, how you think about it. I realized that there's one step here that we skipped that I wanted to talk a little bit about, and that was when you joined ADP um, and left MetLife. And can you talk about how that happened um, and how um, networking was a factor uh, in you taking this next job? Yeah. So after I relaunched at MetLife, I went through the program. There's a whole, there's a whole story there. Um, but I was at MetLife for about three years under the, the person who hired me for the internship. Let's call him Mike because that's his name. Okay. So <laughs> when Mike decided to pursue an opportunity at ADP and left MetLife, um, the group got kind of not thrown to the winds, but it, it, it changed. The job changed. The group changed. Um, and our group was kind of broken apart. Mm-hmm. So the colleagues that I grew close to were sent off to a different group. Um, and I was kind of on my own in a different role. So Mike left, went to ADP, started up a team over there. And once he was able to, he was looking for some talent to build out that team. And he turned to the folks that we had been working with. So he turned mm. to some of the data scientists who were my colleagues and ultimately, I kept in touch with him the entire time after he left AD, after he left MetLife. I didn't lose touch with him and some of the key data scientists. And that's something I didn't say before. But when I first took my career break from American Express, I wanted to have a clean break and I didn't keep up with my network. Mm. And I regret that because I could have leveraged that. So um at MetLife, after my relaunch began, I made sure that I didn't drop the network by the side of the road ever. Um, mm-hmm. Mike always saw my value and my worth, and he put me on projects and assignments that were fantastic for me. Um, and so I didn't want to lose touch with him. And I was very excited when he reached out and offered me a position over at ADP. And I've been, you know, three years at ADP now, and I've been promoted, um, making, you know, very good money, Mm -hmm. um, which was my initial worry way back when trying to get back so I could pay for my kids college. And it's really been a great, it's been a great ride, you know, so looking forward to the future with this same team. Wow. You know, um, there's nothing better than a great manager. 
right? Yes. When you're right. in a work environment. Someone who believes in you. And once mm-hmm. you find that, it's very rare. But once mm-hmm. you do find that. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've seen very good retention of relaunchers um, in organizations. But when we see them leave, it's often because they are moving with a team or they're they're moving with a manager or being hired by a manager who moved first and then right. uh, and then wanted to um, bring them along. So really a great illustration of exactly that. And then the the other piece that you're saying is this connection. You had an ongoing connection with him, and that in part that that was a reaction to not doing the networking you thought you should have, or being staying in touch with people from American Express. And, you know, we have had people say that they were in touch for 14 years, but it could have been like an annual holiday card or, you, you know, a very, every few years just seeing the person or somehow being in touch. Uh, and those relationships staying intact and being very helpful years later. So, you're not talking about something unrealistic when when you're saying, you know, if you were relaunching 14 years later and you had kept up with some of those people, they could very well have, have been factors in in uh, your in your relaunch. Right. Definitely could have been something to leverage, which I didn't have that advantage because I really just cut I, I cut it out of my life <laughs> and I said, no, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. Right. <laughs> so how was the transition at home when you first went back to work and how did that uh, evolve as your kids got older? When I first went back to work, uh, I'd have to think about how old my, my youngest was. My youngest was already in high school. Uh, so it was not like there was a big um, who's going to take care of the kids kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it was important to show her because she had she was my youngest, had never been around when mom had a job. Mm. And so now regularly, she'll try to call me and I, you know, I don't have time for the texts and the calls and the sharing of the TikToks until after work. So, you know, <laughs> she, she realizes and recognizes that you can have, you can have both of these people and, you know, it could be the mom and it can also be the professional. Exactly. Well, uh, it's very meaningful, I think, to, to to the kids at at different age levels when their parent goes back to work after taking a career break. And it will be interesting to talk to her ten years from now and hear her reflect on this time. Uh, we often hear adult children say how proud they they are and how proud they felt and still are of their parent who returns to work after taking a career break, and the you know, the idiosyncrasies of of the day-to-day life was something that kind of like faded away for them. And it was more the big theme of, yeah, it was, it was a big deal when my mom went back to work and things changed, but it it was, I'm really proud of her. So, so we hear that a lot. Um, Amanda, any other comments uh, about your relaunch, thinking about hiring relaunchers, anything about the transition at home before we wrap up? with our final question. Yeah, so I think the big thing that I would tell other relaunchers or people who are thinking about it, and you hear that phrase, fake it till you make it, but um, one of the biggest things that I did when I was at MetLife is I said yes a lot to anything because I was given opportunities that I had no right getting. I was given opportunities to 
you know, lead a tool that was managed by a vendor. Um, never did that before, but I jumped into it with two feet and scared out of my mind. But I think it's important because you've got to challenge yourself to do these things because it's probably not skills that you need to get to overcome um, that challenge. It's really your confidence is just to give yourself the right to try and not to sabotage yourself and say, well, I don't know, you know, I've never managed a vendor before and you can stand in your way. So that's one thing. And the other thing I had said before is really to figure out what's your superpower, figure out what it is that you bring to the table that no one else can. And it might be, you know, something that you hadn't really given much thought to. You have to spend some time thinking, when did I really excel? Like this is an interview question that I ask people is if you, if you look back, what is the one thing that you're most proud of the one project or activity, what are you most proud of? And usually that's when you're using your favorite skill or the superpower. It's the time when you did something that no one else could have done. So if you can identify that, that's where it, that's the kind of job that you need to find to use that superpower. And if that's great advice, that is the way you went, you went over an interviewer because Mm -hmm. they can see that you have this one specific skill that they're looking for and you have it. So Mm, I love that. Uh, So that's terrific advice. And also what you're describing in the first part about not saying no and jumping in when you were scared out of your mind, we call that fearless learning. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you 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 were very you were fearful, but you squashed that down and became fearless in order to take the opportunity. Right. So that's great advice. Thank you, uh, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yep. It was it was really a good conversation. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I think our audience is going to learn a lot from many of the different topics that we covered. Thanks for listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. I want to remind our listeners who are actively relaunching to make sure to register and upload your resume to our I Relaunch job board. Employers looking to hire relaunchers regularly peruse our job board for candidates for their career reentry jobs and programs. And be sure to visit irelaunch.com to access our many return to work tools and resources and to sign up for our mailing list so you can receive our weekly return to work report featuring career reentry jobs and programs. Thanks for joining us. 